jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! Well, here we are. Uh, New Year. New me! Is it? Good for you. I tried to be a new me and then I failed and went back to my old ways. Well, you, you tried. What, what more can people expect? Thank you. Yeah, man, it's 2022, okay? Oh, don't say it. I said it. Now, if people follow Gaylords of Darkness on Instagram, which is Gaylords of Darkness, then they already know that 2022 is starting off uh, just at a high already. It's like so early in the year and yet so high. Because I told y'all that I was going to talk about it in this upfront business. Yes. Uh, a little someone named me got another installment of the Critics' Choice catalog in the mail. Oh my god. I'm Anthony, I almost fell over because I was like, <laughs> I, I can't, I never dreamed I would get a second one, you know? You weren't fainting from Omicron? <laughs> it could have been that. Anthony. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never expected to get a second installment, but I did. That's so exciting. Did you, yeah. is it like, does it feel like a, a true sequel where it surpasses the original? Uh, I mean, it's it's how I found out that Trisha Helfer has done Hallmark Christmas movies. Because <gasps> they, they had a Trisha Helfer Hallmark Christmas movie section. What? Yeah. She gets her own shelf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I, uh, I don't know how to feel about it. I get excited when I see her anywhere but also at the same time i say my god she was number six on television's battlestar galactica thank you you know what i mean thank you the only one that as far as i know didn't get into nexium too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she was no. the holdout i feel you trisha helford there at the museum of pop culture in seattle they have a sci-fi exhibit. They have a great horror exhibit and they have a sci-fi exhibit too with all these amazing old costumes and props. And as Jason and I walked the corner into the sci-fi exhibit, I saw the angel number six's red dress <gasps> hanging there and I started crying. Like, I full on started crying. I-, I could hear her saying, I'm an angel, Gaius. And I was just weeping. Ugh. When that other six lesed out without a cane... <gasps> Yes. Man. Traumatized wartime six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lesbian six. Oh. So good. I'm sorry, Admiral Kane? Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man. Catalog, right? <laughs> How many Christmas movies is she in? It looked like two. It was like two or three only, but still enough to warrant oh, wow. a section of her. You own. know, Kyle Richards... Is now a Hallmark Christmas queen. That is true. I get, well, Peacock, Peacock Hallmark Christmas queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's, so many people in horror make <laughs> their, their extra dough during the Christmas. Of course. So I say, good for them. Mm-hmm. 
Kringle it up, baby. Kringle it up, girls. <laughs> Get your Krings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, okay, so as I was like, oh my God, I got this catalog. I'm flipping through it, right? I'm standing there. <laughs> Standing there in my living room, flipping through it, a thing falls out of it onto the floor. Some kind of advertisement. And I was like, okay. So I pick it up and (laughs) I look at it and it's an advertisement and it says on it, finally, burial insurance you can afford. (laughs) And I was like, I was just, the basement was flooded. Because I, I was like, I love that this is the demographic they're sending this catalog to, first of all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, when you get a glimpse into what, like, who advertisers think are consuming something, <laughs> and you realize you're a part of that crowd. This is Shades Past AARP. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Like, make your plans, girl! Yeah. <laughs> but it's like if you you know if you ever like watch tv during the day and the commercials are all like are you an uneducated jobless piece of shit <laughs> you know and you're like yes but that's my business commercial during judge joe brown <laughs> so i was like okay this is amazing they think i'm like 104 <laughs> I was so into it. And then, but then I was like, you know what? Also, though, bold of you to assume that whatever it is you're offering is actually something I can afford. Like, yes. Burial insurance? (laughs) In this day and age? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, when you're walking down the street and. You come across some litter bug has dropped like one of those cardboard boats that what like the <laughs> it's like a cardboard boat that you, the hot dog from Seven Eleven comes in. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm like like a it's like a pl- it's like a food plate boat. A food plate boat, not yeah. like not like the kid getting his arm ripped off in it. Boat. No, 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 no. A food, okay, yeah. a food plate boat probably yeah. has some grease spots, maybe a little leftover relish or ketchup, God forbid. But, uh... <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> Fuck ketchup. You don't do ketchup on a hot dog? Oh, wait, no! You do mustard on hot dogs. Mustard is what goes on hot dogs, right? Yeah, ketchup doesn't belong on anything. It's such a cloying condiment. You don't do, you don't do it with a fry? A French fry? Uh, I'm sorry, a freedom fry? <laughs> Only if it were mixed with mustard. Ketchup on its own? Are you nuts? Ketchup mixed with mustard? Yeah. You want a, t- a tinge of vinegar in your ketchup-y experience? Otherwise, it's just tomato sugar. No. That, oh, okay. What about Gigi the fry sauce, where it's the ketchup mixed with the mayonnaise? Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you in that a ketchup, a ketchup, which is spelled K-E-T-C-H-U-P and not catsup, thank you very much. A ketchup goes on, uh, not not on a hot dog. That's a mustard's job. I don't even like to think about ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the point is, right. I, I'll probably be buried in one of those hot dog boats. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, so... 
to any burial insurance companies that are listening, I'm just telling you now, don't waste a paper sending me an advertisement because at best, discarded hot dog boat. Because they'll listen to this and they'll say... All the all the the boys in advertising. Yeah, they're like, we sent her that ad, but she hasn't she hasn't taken the bait yet. <laughs> like, look, I'm telling you now, you're wasting <laughs> you wasted a tree sending me this ad. No one's getting a Christmas bonus because she didn't come through. <laughs> yeah, we thought yeah. she was hot for end of life plans. <laughs> exactly. No, no, my end of life plans. Hot dog boat at best. <laughs> at best. But we all know what's really going to happen is, like, once I start to feel like my time is coming, I'm just going to crawl underneath a neighbor's porch like a stray cat. (laughs) And say, well, (laughs) bye-bye. They can deal with it. Who cares? (laughs) Happy New Year. So what, what you're saying is New Year absolutely same you <laughs> yeah there's been no growth i anticipate, <laughs> i anticipate no growth uh you know hey i'm grateful for it everything else is so bonkers and unpredictable that i could use some good old-fashioned st- uh stability thank so thank you. you for bringing that to my life stacy thank you stalwart that's yes. the word that's the word i want associated with me there we go. I'll write that on the hot dog boat. Yeah. <laughs> she sure was stalwart. <laughs> SS goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, speaking of death. There's a lot of dead people in the, in the movie we're going to talk about today. <laughs> That doesn't seem to happen in any of the movies we watch. <laughs> yeah, that imagine good, that. That was a good segue. That's why they just call me stalwart. They don't mention anything about like <laughs> my intelligence or you know. They also don't call you anything else. It's not stalwart, Stacy. It's just stalwart. <laughs> Some people think it's my name. They think yeah. I'm briefcase woman, and my name is stalwart. <laughs> Oh, man. Today, we're talking about The Child. 1977, one of horror's greatest years. Oh, yeah. I, I gotta say, last night I was watching it, I did think to myself, how? I wonder how Anthony is receiving this movie. <laughs> because for me, listen, I'll tell you right now, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I really do. I love this movie. I love this movie. In general, I'd say the filmmaking is inept. Yes. There's so many things wrong with it that, like, wrong, whatever, quote unquote, that I'm sure we'll go over. <laughs> However, there is something about this movie. I've seen it a few times. Every time I see this movie, I am just so into this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I bask in its weirdness, and I did not see it for the first time when I was at a formative age, but whenever I watch this movie, I feel like I am watching it 
at a formative age. I don't know what it is about this movie that I'm so into, but I fucking love the child. Oh, I love this. It's so weird. (laughs) Well, cut to my household. (laughs) (laughs) I I also loved this film uh, because this movie is batshit crazy it is inept is the absolutely the correct word i wrote this is like a more inept kathy's curse but with (laughs) more in all caps um which is saying a lot because kathy's curse itself is inept Mm -hmm. but if you like kathy's curse and especially the ineptitude let me tell you you're gonna love the child um, so I was, I was in awe. I was riveted. That said, I'm also like not in my best mental faculty. <laughs> I don't have the best use of my mind right now. Cause I'm, I think I'm kind of sick. I don't know. And so I was kind of out of it, but I loved it. Meanwhile, Jason, it was like, it was like, um, you know, Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer when he's like, ugh. Uh. No! <laughs> uh. no! <laughs> he was like changing positions on the couch, moving around the room, checking no! his phone. He's like, uh, uh. <laughs> no! Oh man! But I loved it. <laughs> this movie is brilliant. And when I say inept, I just want to make it clear, but that I love this movie. I I don't know what it is about the child. I honestly don't. It's magic. Well, I don't my my love of it is not at all ironic. It's not in any way uh it's so bad. It's good kind of like mm-hmm. ironic love. Like I genuinely think this movie is so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it is just such a cool idea. It's the only movie I think I've ever seen where it's like, there's kind of no plot or a story, but I also think that it's super cool. It, it's so weird because it, like, it, like, thinks it has a plot. Yeah. Like, it has the setup of a plot with, like, like there's kind of something is happening there's something happening that people talk about and characters do things in service of trying to figure that out yeah but it ultimately is all disconnected from itself and doesn't go anywhere (laughs) and makes no sense there's no like arc really to this movie no no and it's 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 i don't but there's such a um I can, I kind of, I think I can feel where you're at with this because I think for me, there is such a, a, such an aesthetic to this film that I just love. Like, but like when we signed on earlier, I'm sorry, when we walked into the studio earlier, (laughs) we were talking about the seventies and how everything's brown. And like this movie, there is a brown air to this film. (laughs) Yeah. There is a brown air. There are, there's dark rooms there's velvet curtains there's the dubbing or the looping is is french kiss or french kiss <laughs> starring kevin klein thank you very much chef's kiss spectacular i was so the second um i thought her name was elysian like elysian field fields <laughs> <laughs> but she's elysian 
The yeah. second she comes in and she navigates that treacherous forest and then meets like wacky old neighbor Elizabeth, I was just, which is literally the first five minutes of movies, I was hooked. Yeah. It's, uh, first of all, if you haven't seen this, it's what? It's on 2B. I think it's available for digital rental places. It is on yeah. Blu-ray. It's on DVD. It's out there. Yeah. I am just in it to win it. I succumb to its charms, <laughs> even though I'm not sure that it has any charms. <laughs> I am just... <clears throat> I am a super sucker for this movie. And you say, what is the movie about? Well, it's about this bomb-ass kid named Rosalie. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, has a lot of enemies. And she draws pictures of her enemies. And she's friends with zombies. And she also has some telekinesis. And she controls <laughs> zombies and occasionally a scarecrow to kill her enemies. <laughs> That said, that said, the only time we see her telekinesis demonstrated, it's like to pop a cap off a milk <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to fact check you there. Yeah, right. Well, so you don't know, like, like her mother. First of all, this movie is so full of like weird anachronisms and i'm like i don't know if this was just all they had on hand or what but it's like everybody drives a fucking bonnie and clyde special car it's supposed to be the 30s right i guess but it's very clearly the 70s yeah the clothes and everything and the set dressing so Rosalie's mother, they, they're like, oh, I look just like my mother. And they show a picture and it looks like fucking Abigail Borden or something. Like it's just <laughs> 19th century portrait that, you know, they got at the thrift store. And she was mentally ill, but also exploring the powers of the mind. So you have whatever that means. Why so you do you don't have any idea like what Rosalie's deal is. She just she just says she has to go to the graveyard and meet her friends all the time. It doesn't help that the very 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 first scene is little Rosalie going off with her little red riding hood picnic basket to go visit the grave and then a fucking cool ass demon hand reaches out from behind the grave and she hands it a kitten. <laughs> yeah. And the kitten just like goes off with the demon and I'm just assuming that he didn't eat the kitten. They're just friends. Yeah, they're just friends. Yeah. That's how you know Rosalie's cool. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the whole movie. Basically, Alicianne <laughs> comes to be, like, a nanny for Rosalie. The family's kind of weird. Kind of. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, that's it. <laughs> it really is it. <laughs> it really is it. Like, there's... There's this, the last 20 minutes is like a siege where Alicianne and Rosalie's brother are in this shed and the zombies are trying to get in. And then eventually the boyfriend gets hauled away by the zombies. He's dead. And then Alicianne, who's completely useless throughout the, like, we have not arrived at the final girl yet. No. Like, we can tell. She's, she like, if you thought Barbara in Night of the Living Dead 1968 was useless... Alicia Ann is like, oh, I can go lower. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got this. I got this. Alicia so, Ann is absolutely like she goes, she goes from zero to like knockoff Sally Hardesty. Yeah. In th- like three seconds. Yeah, like wide-eyed, screaming, clutching her hair. Yeah, but it's. 
so weird because it's Sally Hardesty without the earned <laughs> psychosis post torment. Because literally, like, she's <laughs> yeah. just had a weird day, and then all of a sudden, she's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, the siege eventually stops, and she's like, oh, but she's got her axe because someone's trying to get into the shed. Oh, what's it gonna? And then the it's Rosalie, and so she kills Rosalie. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Um, she axes her in the face. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell that she's been axed in the face because there's a red line of paint going across her forehead. That's right. This movie is full of super low budget gore. Acrylic red paint. <laughs> it's absolutely like safety paint yep. that te- teachers use with like two year olds. Yep. Um. Everybody gets their face ripped off by the zombies, or their eyes gap. Like, there's enough eye it's trauma. Cool. That Lucio Fulci in his grave is like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so cool. But like, they'll take like like what looks like a donut and cover it in red paint and glue it to where over your eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, Mrs. Whitfield, the neighbor, oh. aka love of my life, my goddamn queen love her uh unfortunately she has a wicked death scene and i would just like to say that mrs whitfield clearly did her own stunts (laughs) in real time slow motion in real time slow motion going down those stairs she's going down into the cellar because she hears a noise and there's a zombie under the stairs and it grabs her leg and she falls and then they drag her away she's like "Ah!" then they rip her face off and that is 100 (laughs) percent mrs whitfield and she is an elderly woman whose bun comes undone oh man that's commitment it is commitment. I was so impressed with that actress for doing that. Listen, her slow-mo roll down the stairs. I had to say, I, I hate to see her go, but I love to watch her fall down the stairs in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Just everything about this movie. I do think, despite all of the ineptitude, there are some sequences that are genuinely creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can't get enough of the graveyard, which is constantly... Uh, shrouded in fog it's so cool it's so cool i love the way the zombies look in this they that like they got some gentlemen with some very angular features and then did some very aggressive angular ghoul makeup on them and it's a great look some of them kind of look like the eagle from the muppets but it's a really great look i'm into it one of one of the uh most fun aspects of this movie is the fact that there is no regard for daytime or nighttime no at all no the 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 seasons change well the seasons the day the times of day change right in front of your eyes in one scene <laughs> yeah one scene it'll be like you know somebody walks into the living room and there's daylight streaming through the window they open the front door and it's nighttime yep. like there's no <laughs> continuity for that whatsoever you find out this whole last 20 minutes where Alicia-Ann and boy who cares uh are on the run from the zombies right they're on the run this whole time and finally he says oh it'll be daylight soon and you're like it's been daylight the whole time yeah, is it not four o'clock <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even like really poorly done day for night shooting it's like it's just daytime it's daytime but the child doesn't care. It doesn't uh, adhere to your celestial laws. <laughs> because the child does what it wants. We're in Rosalie's world, baby. Rosalie. 
Rosalie. Rosalie? Rosalie. Because <laughs> then she could go by Roz for short when she's older and she's cool. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I will say about Rosalie. We know, obviously, from the moment she appears, she's an icon. We know. <laughs> <laughs> the way she delivers her lines iconic mm-hmm. but what makes Rosalie truly stand out in the horror genre is that Rosalie is the only girl monster kid that I can think of off the top of my head horror movie monster kids are the realm of boys Tommy Jarvis in Friday the 13th final chapter Ben Petrie in Salem's Lot the boys get to have cool shit and be into monsters and have cool models and stuff in their bedrooms. And Rosalie is like, you know what? I am breaking through that gender binary. Okay? I just fuck off glass ceiling. Okay? <laughs> Rosalie is like, I want a skull in my room. I want rubber spiders. I want a King Kong statue. She's the only girl monster kid. This is true. And as such, she is in the horror movie hall of fame. Like it or not, Jason. Okay, she's in there. I didn't even think of that. That's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And yet she still has time for the cute kitty stuffed animal and the cute clown and the jack in the box. She can have it all. She dresses, she wears, like, 19th century nightgowns. Yeah. And yet she has rubber spiders, okay? She does plain air drawing of her teddy bear. <laughs> That's right. Up in a tree. Mm-hmm. She's cool. Do you think, do you think she's supposed to be younger than the actor portraying her, who is also named Rosalie and not Rosalie? I feel like, yeah, I feel like she's actually supposed to be about six, but the actor... And she's a teenager? Yeah, she's like at least, she's 12. For sure. For sure, yeah. Because I was like, it's called the child, the way that she talks, the the toys that she has on her bed, the fact that she has like this like um, woman coming to be her nurse. (laughs) Like it feels like she's supposed to be much younger than she actually is mm-hmm. and i also love that that she ends up coming across as this like slightly infantilized tween piece of shit <laughs> who's also a satanist <laughs> yeah yeah i just man i'm so into it this movie even if everything else was unwatchable even if i felt like jason through the rest of the movie the fact that they repeatedly use the word tramps. Uh-huh. I am in. Like, oh, it's tramps hanging out in the graveyard. Oh, it's it's tramps that killed Rosalie's mother. <laughs> you know what I loved? And I was just glowing over the whole time because it felt, as I was trying to figure out, like, you know, do I have COVID? Have I just eaten nothing but sugar for the last two weeks? Is it just cold? What's going on with me? As I'm like in this fugue state, ha- being assaulted by the sheer um, absurdity of this perfect film, <laughs> on top of all of it, to drive me extra insane and to push me further and further into a void of chaos and the abyss of unknowability, I'm hearing the pianist from Reefer Madness <laughs> playing, just like, just like high on acid this time instead of weed just like playing to their heart's delight the most uh experimental film score of all time 
<laughs> it's either a piano or a moog and you yeah. like you get the idea that the composer to be generous the composer score <laughs> is a strong word <laughs> yeah uh, had no idea what the movie was or what it was about they were just in front of the keyboard plunk in the keys it's just the whole movie is (laughs) like overbearing and out of place through the entire film until the credits until the credits roll and then it's absolutely silent yes It's like it's like the wacky the wacky crazy things are unsettled piano tinkly music that plays when Kristen Dunst is like wandering through a field in Power of the Dog and drunk. Yeah, it's like yeah. that, but times a thousand performed by Stomp, and it's <laughs> so good. Yeah. It will drive you insane. Jason couldn't deal with it, and I was just like, "This movie is doing it for me." <laughs> you just have to embrace the chaos, baby. That's the thing, pure chaos. Yeah. Pure chaos, but also just, like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so much under this movie spell, but I am. I noticed, uh, you know, because I've, I'm well acquainted with uh, Madame Ponder, and so I noticed, I, I was a, I, my eyes said, hey, have I seen that before? And I had, and I'm referring... Uh-huh. I'm referring to, now I know where the jack-o'-lantern from the famous Shocktober promo image comes from. That's right, because I fucking love that jack-o'-lantern scene. It's the coolest store-bought, possessed jack-o'-lantern ever. It is. The scene genuinely creeps me out. I'm like, is that jack-o'-lantern looking at me through the screen? (laughs) It's a cool scene. It's so cool. And that's like, like that, the zombies, like, I just, I'm in. But yes, that is Shocktober. Yeah. It's, I said, I said, um, because I was so, you know, transfixed that I said, Jason, pull up your phone. And he goes, ugh. And I said, go to Gaylord's Darkness. And he goes, ugh. And I said, go to Shoppe. He goes, ugh. I said, click on Shocktober PDF list, because <laughs> I knew that I had made that picture, the thing on the shop. That's right. And lo and behold, there she was. And I looked at the movie, and I looked at that, and I said, that's the same jack-o'-lantern. Sure is. It's, the jack-o'-lantern scene is very cool. They did a great job with that. I love that scene. I think that, that scene and, and everything to have to do with Miss Elizabeth Whitfield are, were, were my two standouts from this movie. Miss Whitfield, her death scene, like you said, I don't want her to die. There's big Mrs. Cobritz vibes mm-hmm. from the fog where you say, you're really going to kill a grandma? Again, the child doesn't care. And you're either on board with it or you will suffer for 82 minutes. <laughs> okay. Which also, thank you for this runtime, 82 minutes. Absolutely. Nothing ever needs to be longer. The story of it you could squeeze into 15 minutes yes yeah it it could easily be i think jason was like this could have been a half hour television show (laughs) (laughs) and while i agree with them i was along for the ride happily anybody who draws pictures of their enemies and then uses a zombie army with an occasional scarecrow to dispatch said enemies Oh my, you're living the life I want to live. <laughs> Honestly, Rosalie, as uh, the social media says, Rosalie is goals. Yes, yes. She was a girl boss. <laughs> she was a girl boss. 
<laughs> One of the first. It was the 70s. Women's Lib was just starting to happen, you know? And, and Rosalie was... was at the forefront. She was leading the way. Leading the way with her art supplies, with her rubber spiders, and her group of friends. She was like, listen, getting into the workplace, equal pay, all that, that equal rights, that's one thing. But let me show you the power of a piece of paper. That's and right. This crayons. That's, <laughs> and that's my zombie right. army. That's right. That's right. Alicia Ann? Uh, terrible nanny, in my opinion. She shows up. She's the worst. Like, the first day, she's like, here, Rosalie, have some grapefruit. Every child's favorite. <laughs> well, her first, she starts her first fucking day by going off with, hang out with the brother. Yeah, she's like, here, Rosalie, have some grapefruit while I go ride horses with your brother. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? That's when Rosalie got so mad and popped the top off that milk jar thing. <laughs> Bottle, that's what it is. See? I love that she's like, I'm mad that she's not doing her job of taking care of me. <laughs> and everybody's like, she'll be back in a few hours. What's your problem? Team Rosalie. Feed her to my zombie army. That's right. I want to like Elysian because her name is dramatic. <laughs> but really, that's all she has going for her. Besides, I liked her blue eyeshadow. It was a little, it was very uh, love witch aesthetic. Yeah, she just had a the slight. It was like a John Waters mustache of blue eyeshadow. Do you know what I mean? It yes. Wasn't, it wasn't like a whole smear. It was just a small line. It wasn't the full eyelid. It was just. <laughs> yeah, and you say to yourself, "Is this the 1930s?" <laughs> I was convinced that yeah. it was every decade. It's it's beyond time. You see. It, it is. It is in like some kind of parallel timeline where yes. time time doesn't really exist. It's beyond time. It's all time. Rosalie is beyond <laughs> girls. She's all girls. She's every woman. <laughs> They're all in her. <laughs> tramps aplenty. You have tramps aplenty. You have zombies. You have fog in a graveyard. You have an old woman doing her own stunts and slowly rolling down a staircase. Oh, where, you know what? I know it came out in 1977. I say it needs an Oscar now. Oh, I love, I love trying to comprehend what you will and will not love is my favorite, <laughs> my favorite game. My favorite game. Because it, it's like, I, I could be up for execution. And they'd say, well, we'll let you live, but you have to choose from these five <laughs> movies which one Stacy is going to go nuts for. And it's like impossible to tell. I told you going in I like this movie. Oh, no. Yeah. You d- I said, is it good? And you said, no, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just so, I, I appreciate it because it's like, okay, is it is it something about being creative and earnest and also bad and from a different era a better era the 70s that like you go for you know mm-hmm. versus like but then there's some where it could be bad in modern day like malignant and you hate it yeah but then some like stay alive that's a different story so yeah it's, it's just i think you're a beautiful unfolding onion oh <laughs> a blooming <laughs> onion if you will a blooming onion <laughs> Just like a rosebud, you know? Just, just opening like, yeah, up. Just, just spreading everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's what they say. You know. 
That's our stalwart rosebud. <laughs> That's Stacy Ponder. I'm gonna have to get a second hot dog boat to fit that yeah. the second word. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Well, I appreciate that oh. for sure. Uh, my love of this movie is genuine. Your mileage, listeners, may well vary. I'll say that. I feel like I feel like anybody that enjoys, you know. The, the Kathy's Curse, anybody that enjoys the great value slashers when we focused on those, if if that's where your bag is, then then uh you're gonna you're gonna love this. Yeah. If you like movies with like plot <laughs> <laughs> scores that aren't trying to kill you <laughs> logic, reason, any of those things, maybe not as much. There will be times when you see that characters are talking and you hear sounds, but you can't understand anything to say. It doesn't matter. Um, Jason did track down, while we were watching this movie, Jason did track down that this is, we could argue, this is formative feminist queer horror. Uh, because writer Ralph Lucas went on to do, um, a gay short and then also a gay porn, Boys of Cell Block Q. Oh. So you have a gay writer at the forefront of this. Can you believe okay. it? Okay. I, in a way, yeah. A gay writer making this feminist evil child classic. So thank you gay people once again. Yeah, uh, right? For culture, thank you. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I mean, right as soon as it comes on, you're greeted with the words "a Harry Novak presentation." Oh, Harry Novak is like a sleazemeister. Imagine a sleazemeister, low budget Roger Corman. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. So, although he did do Rituals, that uh, that Hal Holbrook weird slasher movie that people oh. really enjoy. Oh, I've never seen that one. Yeah, I need to watch it again. And he also okay. apparently produced a little movie. I was looking at his IMDb and I was like, oh, this movie called, because uh, he did a lot of like sexploitation stuff, like, I don't know, kung fu sex or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're called. Sign me up! <laughs> Yeah, ah, but then he also produced this movie called Mantis in Lace that I've actually never seen, but my great uncle is in it. What? My mother's uncle went, like, left home, uh, I don't know what year, but, like, 60s, 50s, 60s or whatever, and, like, made his way to Hollywood, baby, and was, like, he was in a couple of movies and, like, a couple of TV episodes, and he's in Mantis in Lace, which is a Harry Novak production thing that's so cool so maybe that's why i love this movie so much because it's like a part of my family and you know? it's in your family tree stacy yeah yeah it's Ma- in my 23 and me or whatever <laughs> yeah you're 66 percent 66 percent the child <laughs> mantis mantis like like the like praying mantis yeah mantis and lace in lace in Mantis in Lace. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I've never seen it, but... Well, God bless everyone associated with this film. That's right. Uh, I had the time of my life. I love that! Yeah, it's it's just... It's a, it's a, tr- it's a treasure. <laughs> I love... I think most of all, I love your sheer joy for this film. 
I don't know what it is, but I just, I'm so on board every time. That's the thing. I think it's really important that we foster space for these films that are awful, (laughs) that are also have things that despite their awfulness, we love to the point that we genuinely love them as a film. I think like that, like I, I feel that with several films and I know I've, we've, we've addressed that with so many films on here, but it's like there, sometimes there is a difference between, and, and when, I don't know when it comes to like showing the, like we've been talking about trash pieces a lot recently in our, in our off time, but like there's like that kind of culture of like, oh, people put it on, they talk about it on the internet or they have a screening or something and people just go and they just want to badmouth it and talk shit. Look at how bad this movie is. But that doesn't always afford that sometimes there is a place, there's a weird place where you can recognize that the movie is bad, and yet there is an earnestness, there is a, a vulnerability, if you will, there is a, a level of charm or an aesthetic weirdness that kind of creates its own aesthetic in the process that you genuinely can fall in love with as a viewer. And it becomes a movie that, regardless of how anybody else looks at it, it exists in a special place in your heart. And I think it's important that we allow ourselves to have them and not to fall prey to the internet or people just saying they're bad or, oh, the movie's a piece of shit. Like when I showed The Sentinel and someone emailed me and said, hey, thanks for doing that queer horror. It was so fun. That movie was a piece of shit. And I had to email back and I said, you know, I do like the movies I screen. Right, yeah. (laughs) Like. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I definitely uh, to call myself in. You know, in Final Girl's early days, like, snark comes really easy for me. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, I remember, was it second grade? Where, I I don't know if I said something, made a joke, as you can imagine I did. And my teacher, Mrs. Nickerson, said, Stacy, nobody likes sarcasm. (laughs) I said, excuse me. It's not what Mad Magazine's snappy answers to stupid questions taught me, but okay, Mrs. Nicholson. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Snark comes really easy. Final Girl, I definitely trafficked in Snark. Um, It was also, honestly, I know know people don't like to accept the fact that humor comes and goes with Mm -hmm. time, Um, but Snark was definitely the order of the day in, like, Final Girl's early years, that era. Oh, absolutely. And in the whole, I mean, just in in most realms of entertainment, but in the in the horror reviewing and, you know, in the horror world. Absolutely. Yeah. I just uh, over the last few years, for sure. I don't know how many years, but uh, at some point, you know, I don't know. I just kind of had a paradigm shift within myself. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like and maybe it's just because internet overload or whatever but i'm like man earnestness is really the order of the day for me yes and while i'm not gonna say a movie is quote good if it's not or whatever like i will have no problem pointing out its flaws and talking about them or 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 like poking fun at a flaw or whatever but also it's like just casting things off and acting as if i'm above (laughs) them or something by snarking yeah just doesn't appeal to me yeah Actually, like, to, to, to own it, own it, <laughs> like Lisa Renna would do, own it, and then look at, you know, look at, um, I think it's, it, we can also look at as time changes, and how uh, our outlooks on things shift, obviously, 
looking at, at movies from the 70s or even now movies from the 80s, even now movies from the 90s that were looked at as just really bad. But with time, you begin to see different things in them that you weren't as open to looking at before because you were still falling. You were kind of going along with the the air of the era and how other people looked at it or talked about it. But we can look back at films now and be like, oh, it's a fucking gem. That's how I feel about so many movies. That's how I feel about life. The only thing that can come to mind is lurkers. But like, <laughs> yeah. Just bad movies that did things so weirdly, completely their own. I've just fallen such a... I, I feel that way with... Um, on Halloween, I watched Guru, the Mad Monk by Andy Milligan. It's one of my favorite bad horror movies. And I just... I just sit there in awe of it, thinking I wish I could make something this creative and yet just its own thing. It's just awful. But I love it for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I really admire the way... I know, I feel like we talked about it when we did Kathy's Curse, but, like, these movies that do come up with their own logic that really makes no sense, I really kind of admire it because when I'm creating something, as you are well aware, like, if I'm writing something, I go the other way, and I'm like, this all has to make sense. I need logic. I need... Pure logic for why would characters move from point A to point B, and Kathy's mm-hmm. Kathy's curse is like, well, they'll teleport, obviously. Yeah, they'll teleport. <laughs> you know, so I really admire that. Things like like when you mentioned with the child, like the gore being like basically like a donut around the eye, like whatever. But I'm just, I find myself instead of like poking fun at bad effects like that, I'm like. Look what these people did with a dollar. Like it's cool. Like finding like Kathy's Curse is another one where it's like, how did they solve this problem creatively? Yeah, you kind of have to admire it. It just it I don't know. It makes it seem fun. It it adds an extra sort of mythos to the film. Is when you think about it and you think about what it must have been like to make it. Uh, you think about poor. Actress portraying Elizabeth Whitfield slowly rolling down those stairs. Doing her time. own stunts. She's like a yeah. Tom Cruise. Yes, she is. <laughs> Thank you very much. You don't have to feel bad about liking her because as far as I know, she's not a Scientologist. Yeah, but she was married to Nicole Kidman at one point. <laughs> yes. Strange times. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. I love, I love, I love a bad gem. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Check it out if you, I mean, you know, if you want to. <laughs> Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. That's your business. Maybe you'll feel quote-unquote assaulted. That <laughs> it's a is great movie. <laughs> entirely possible. That soundtrack will absolutely assault you. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I love it. I'm still hearing it in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, oh, once you hear it, it'll never leave you. Uh, but what can I say? I'm so glad we did an episode on this movie. I love it. Me too. 1977, what a year. What a year. They don't make them like that anymore. Take me back. Take me back to that orange furniture, shag carpet, those red velvet curtains all over Miss uh, Whitfield's house. But until until we can find a time machine to, to take us back to a, an era that could not afford fake blood, <laughs> uh, Stacy, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? You know what? I say get 
that hot dog boat ready. <laughs> yeah, warm it up. Because my body is coming for it. <laughs> yes, I am ready for the old chopping block. First chopping block of the new year. How exciting. <gasps> oh, who dies first in 2021? 2020 whatever. 2020. Thank you. You know what I mean? Who cares? Oh, Who cares God. what year it is anymore? It's best not to know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's really best to just not think about it. What, pray tell, is the chopping block? Maybe you're a new year, new listener. Uh, uh, in that case, the chopping block is something we do at the end of every episode of Gaylords of Darkness, at least after a certain point in the show's history. Uh, what we do is it's, we play this question and answer game in which we present each other with three categories. We choose our one category and we are subjected to five questions of horror trivia. We have ten seconds to answer each question unless we call out, I want the wig. In which case, the wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 descend. Well, it's Jamie Lee Curtis's wig. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny how one leaving out one thing throws you off entirely? <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 descends upon your head, uh, magically through the air, like a like a like a. a, a cap on a milk bottle telepathically <laughs> launched into the air by a, an unruly child uh this confuses the heads they are non-binary executioner and affords you an extra 10 seconds to answer just that one question if you get all five questions right congratulations that's all we have to say if you get anything wrong at any point game over you're dead um and that's the chopping block <laughs> I'm thinking about that milk bottle. I love that she just sits there and she's <clears throat> and it just pumps up. <laughs> like if I could do that, would there be days where like I just don't move at all? Like imagine. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you're on the couch and you're like, oh man, I could go for a pretzel. And then you're like, and boop, the bag in the kitchen, here it comes. And it like floats <laughs> the air to you. And then you, you know, a pre- you can get a pretzel out of the bag without having to move either. You would have to, you'd have to chew and everything, but. It's honestly, Rosalie, it's amazing that she does as much as she does. <laughs> right? Because she really doesn't need to. She goes out of her way, honestly. Yeah. Why does Carrie do anything? Oh, for real. Any of these telekinetic queens. Like, girl, just sit there. Yeah. Well, yeah. They- I mean, you'll get bed sores and atrophy, but try it. Take a day off every once in a while and be like, you know what? I'm not doing anything today. And when I say that, I mean, I'm not even moving. I'm just going to mentally (laughs) float things to me. Right? In this case, pretzel. I do love that when presented with the gift of telekinesis, it's like I'm going to use it to pop the top off of a milk bottle. Or in Stacy's case, I'm going to use it to hover a pretzel to me. There's no like, let's destroy Washington. Let's change the world for the better. (laughs) It's like, I want that pretzel and I need the cap off this milk now. Well, the pretzels 
are for my days off where oh. I'm just like, you know what? It's my day off. I'm not doing anything, including moving. When you're not in the streets doing your telekinetic Antifa <laughs> exactly <laughs> routines. Listen, on the whatever day, so-and-so rested, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you recognize Judeo Christian <laughs> days. Oh, boy. Uh, so, who will place their head on the chopping block first? Kill me! Okay. <laughs> that means you. Okay, place your head. Choose. From one of these three categories, two of which are entirely new. Oh, wow. One of which is all new questions. Oh. So, you see, I did the work. And so if I had telekinesis, tomorrow I'd be like, yesterday I came up with all those questions. Today, nothing. (laughs) And then... What if somebody walked by <laughs> my house and, like, I was just sitting on the couch and there were all these pretzels <laughs> floating in the air? Okay. Like a gyrosphere. They're all spinning <laughs> yeah. around you. Yeah. What a sight. That's why I keep my curtains closed. Anyway. Because if the curtains are open, that's an invitation. Yeah, I mean, would you not stare? Well, especially if you're being your Magneto, but with pretzels flying around you. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, I have to die soon. What's my category? Category one is your restocked category. And that category is, welcome to prime time, bitch. (laughs) In which I... Give you a line delivered by one Freddy Krueger from a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You tell me which movie the line hails from. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Category two. I hinted at this one several episodes ago. This category is called the or no the. Right. Yeah. In this one... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I give you part of a movie title. You tell me if it should have a the or a no the. <gasps> so, for example, if Wait. I if I said, okay, uh, question one, Silent Hill, you would say no the. There's no the in that title. But if I said question one, Thing, you would say the because the movie is the thing. The Jaws. Right. If I said Jaws, you would say no the. (laughs) (laughs) This is incredible work I've done. This is really earned that pretzel. (laughs) I've earned those bed sores, baby. (laughs) All right. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, somehow it does. Okay, thank you. All right, and category three is clap for them at seven o'clock, which is all about... (laughs) Remember that? Yeah, this is all about nurses in horror movies. Oh, we used to care. We used to care. (laughs) 
Oops. So, your categories are Welcome to Proud Time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the or no the. And clap for them at 7 o'clock. God damn it. You know, oh, I love... Jason and I will just sit on the couch and we'll just talk. We don't levitate pretzels, but we do just talk <laughs> about how much we love horror movie nurses, right? Yeah. Like, they are the unsung queens amongst queens. Yeah. I love every last nurse that I can think of. And am I talking? I was going to say, with all that said, I, I want to go with the or no the. But now I'm like, oh, but I do love those nurses. Here's the thing. I feel like with today's episode and my brain not working, I just have to go with the or no the. Yeah. But I want the nurses to come back because I love them with all my heart. Oh, they'll be back. Okay, these are, well, anyway. Okay, we'll see how you What? (laughs) I was going to say they're easy. I mean, they're easy. We'll see. Okay. Oh, no, did I go too easy? Should I have done nurses? Well, I made the category. It is an option, so there's no such thing as going. No such thing as going too easy, baby. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, so I just say the, or I say no the. Exactly. Okay, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sweating. Here we go. The or no the. Question one. Boogans. What? Boogans. The. Yes, ding, ding, ding. What is The Boogans? <laughs> you should see The Boogans. That's a movie? Yeah, it's a cool movie. The Boogans? Mm-hmm. Number two. Bye Bye Man. The! It's The Bye Bye Man. Yes, it is. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, I need to see that. One day I'm going to snap and watch that movie. One day we're going to snap and do an episode, okay? But then I worry that it's going to be like uh, The Child. What do you mean? Where, like, I fall in love with it. Of course you will. It has Carrie Ann Moss and Faye Dunaway. Liz, if I watch The Matrix Resurrection for Carrie Ann Moss, I have to watch The Bye Bye Man. Yeah, you do. Okay, you're right. Uh, okay, number three. House on Sorority Row. Duh! Yes, ding, ding, ding! Oh, oh. Question four. Deadly Eyes. No, the... Correct! Ding, ding, ding! And number five. This is for all the big money. All the pretzels. All the pretzels, baby. Watcher in the woods. The! Yes! Ding, ding, ding! Ah! You did it! (laughs) You won! How could I could not let down the Richards' legacy? Thank you. By getting the Watcher in the woods wrong? That's right. You did it! I did it! I won 2022! Already this year. I mean, it's all downhill from here. It truly is. <laughs> Watching the child, doing, uh, getting a win in the chopping block. Oh, oh. hell yeah! Congratulations. Thank you! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I did a good. You did a good! Oh, this is nice. Yeah. Well, thanks. That's a fun category. Okay. You There's a lot that. of movies that's like, does, is there actually a the in there? And then a lot of times people will say the wrong title because they don't include the the. And you have to say, I'm sorry, but there is a the. Like House on Sorority Row. Exactly. Uh, Stacy. My turn. 
It's your turn, so place thy head upon the clean block. I love it. And uh, I have two returning categories for you and one rebooted category with new questions thrown in. I see. Well, it Mm -hmm. looks like someone's going to be eating pretzels by hand tomorrow. (laughs) 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 Yup. So... (laughs) Your returning categories are, in honors of the child, terrible tykes. Cool it, I said tykes. In which you have to name the movie or the evil child described. This is about the bad kids, you know? Love them. Okay. Uh, Your next category, this is a weird one that I just threw in because this is one that I originally presented to our dear friend Alex West when we administered it to the faculty of horror. Oh. This category is, because I said, you know what Stacy just can't get enough of is films from the 90s or men. So I chose (laughs) horror hunks of the 90s. Oh, man. Let me, this is, you know what? I can't pick that category because I would be cheating because my walls are plastered with posters of horror hunks because <laughs> you would you would stop you would look up and you would see him right there and i'd be like skeet <laughs> skeet can you imagine having to call that out in the throes of passion <laughs> oh skeet no offense if you're listening mr ulrich <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ulrich, if you're nasty. <laughs> In Horror Hunks of the 90s, I name one of his better known 90s non horror films, and you name the corresponding hunk and the horror film that he is known for. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and then your rebooted category with new questions is Who Asked for This? Part 2. In which you have to name a single actor. That's it. Just name one actor. Skeet Ulrich! (laughs) You won! Congratulations! (laughs) Name one single actor from these completely forgettable and unnecessary remakes. Ah. So, it's a fun one. So, your categories are terrible tykes. Cool it! I said tykes. Horror hunks of the 90s or... Who asked for this part two? I mean, in honor of horror movie legend, icon, Rosalie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta go with the tykes. You're gonna get these. They're so easy. I don't know. So in this, um, most of them, like, there's a few, like, name the kid, or there's some where it's like, you can just name the movie. You could, honestly, you could name the movie or the kid. It, it's, it's whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Um, <clears throat> all right. You ready for this? I'm ready. Terrible Tykes, question one. This child of a diplomat is destined for greatness and has just the right nanny to see to his success. Damien. Ding, 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 ding. It's all for you, Damien. Oh, isn't that nice? It's so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Unlike Elysian. <laughs> See, the omen nanny killed herself for the kid. Elysian's like, have some fucking grapefruit. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm going horse riding with this boy. <laughs> Two seconds later. Ah! 
<laughs> Question two. In pop astrology terms, Curtis, Stephen, and Debbie were born on a rotten day. Uh, okay, a uh, bloody birthday? Ding, 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 <laughs> I guess I said their names in that one. So yeah. You could just say the movie. You did it. Good job. Well done. You are on to question three, Stacy. Okay. Question three. Arguably, the true villain of this film isn't the storybook monster living in the basement, but the child whose mother cathartically tells him to eat shit. The Babadook? Ding, 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 ding! Okay. All right, question four. These incorrigible German twins terrorize their poor recovering mother, and worst of all, one of them isn't even real. Good night, mommy. I'm crying over you. Good night, mommy. As she does a dance and takes off her face mask. Congratulations, Stacy. You are on to question five. Okay. I don't know if you're going to get this one because this is where it really got. I kind of, you know, I like to save the hard one for last. Question five. Surprise! She's not actually a kid. She's an Estonian dwarf. <laughs> Esther! Ding, ding, Esther! ding, ding, ding! <laughs> so easy, but congratulations! You know what? We both won. We can walk off hand in hand oh. in our Grady Girl dresses. Oh! How exciting. What a way to start the year. We should stop. Like, this is it. This is the only episode we put out this year. I agree with you. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And then we'll just do social media posts for this episode. Over and over. Like the soundtrack of The Child, we will just assault people with posts about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a solid plan. I think it'll really help our show. I agree. You know what else would help our show? Huh. If people uh, subscribed. Oh my god, imagine that. How did you do that? Oh wait, we don't like that question. No, we don't like that question. Go on on Apple. (laughs) We don't know Podcasts. Or anywhere. I mean, we're all over the place. Any pod. I mean, whatever. They're listening. They know this. So never mind that. You can give us a rating. Oh, places. that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Helps That's us. my New Year's wish. Yeah, oh, is it? Okay, it gets it helps get us seen. Probably. That's what I, they say. It must do something, right? Because like I think podcasts can rank in the thing. No, I've never known how to find that or do that. No, who cares? But if you go into the thing and you can figure it out, click it. Click it. <laughs> uh, sure. I know if you go to our website at gaylordsofdarkness.com, um, you can also watch our Necronomalogue movies on there, uh, as well as access our past episodes and search for your favorite. You can download the uh, Shocktober master list of over 900 horror movies that Anthony mentioned earlier in this episode. Yeah, just go to our shop and you can find that adorable jack-o'-lantern from The Child 1977 and click it and download it for free. Yeah. Uh, we're on the social medias. Mm-hmm. We're everywhere. We're here. We're everywhere. We're getting a Zeppelin. We're gonna have <laughs> yeah. skywriting, chemtrails, all of it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, 2022. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my, my god. god! Oh, oh my god! god. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Yeah! <laughs>